Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. After more than a year of COVID-19 restrictions, Chicago and Illinois are now fully reopened. So how can we navigate this phase safely? Well, joining us now to discuss this and more is Dr. Allison Bartlett, pediatric infectious disease expert at the University of Chicago Medicine. Dr. Bartlett, welcome to Reset. Good morning. Thank you for having me. Now, doctor, it is reopening day, as we know. How are you feeling about that? Are you ready? I am excited and I'd be lying if I was saying I wasn't a little bit nervous. Uh, It's going to be a big change in how we operate, and I want to make sure we all do it safely. So what what exactly makes you nervous? Do you think people, by and large, will comply and will, you know, will sort of do what they need to be doing? I think that for people who are fully vaccinated, this is absolutely the right thing to do, and we can safely get out and do more interacting with our friends and our neighbors. I'm a little nervous about people who are not vaccinated, either by choice or because, like, for example, my personal children who are not 12 years old and don't have access to um, a vaccination yet, and also our uh, community members who are immunocompromised. I see. Well, remind us, Dr. Bartlett, what the guidelines are. What do we need to know and how can we safely navigate through this new phase? So the reopening rules are different for healthcare settings and schools and some other sort of carve out areas. But for overall, you know, businesses, people who are unvaccinated can congregate without worrying about social distancing or needing to wear a mask. Individuals who are unvaccinated or who are immunocompromised uh, should continue to wear a mask when they are in group settings indoors and also should try to remain six feet from other individuals. Now, some businesses are starting to lift their mask requirement for customers who are fully vaccinated. I've been noticing that ever since the official day that that was allowed. Uh, Some others are actually sticking with the mask requirement. How do you think that businesses and and venues should navigate that? So I think it's a very business-specific decision. You know, mask wearing is really about protecting those who are not vaccinated or who are uh, immunocompromised. And You need to think about your workforce and how you can help protect them if they are uh, unvaccinated, in addition to encouraging vaccination, of course. And, you know, at a minimum, you know, we should all be supportive of individuals who choose to wear masks. Now, the full reopening of uh, the city and state, this is coming as we're seeing COVID cases and COVID deaths plunge. So give us the latest there. So absolutely, it is looking really, really good from a COVID standpoint. So there's a couple different ways we look at it. One is the number of new cases that we're seeing a day. So we're seeing about 70 or 80 new cases a day in Chicago, compared to our peak at about 3,500 cases. So we are way down from our peaks. Okay. Um, And about 1.4% of all tests are positive for COVID in Chicago, which is a little higher than the state at about 1%. But again, um, those are amazingly low numbers compared to what we were seeing just a few months ago. What about hospitalizations? How are things looking there? Hospitalizations are also trending down, as are the number of deaths. Okay. Now, Dr. Allison Arwoody, who's the head of the city's public health department, she says that she's concerned about a possible surge later on in the fall or, or winter, especially in the areas with low vaccination rates. 
What are your thoughts? I think that's absolutely uh, something that we need to be concerned about. As we are mixing more and distancing less, uh, there's the chance for COVID to rebound. And I think as Dr. Arwadi mentioned, you know, vaccination is not uniform across our city or state or country. Well, about 45 percent of Illinois' population is fully vaccinated. So that number is slowly climbing. It's around the same percentage of uh, the number of folks who are fully vaccinated in Chicago. Is that a good place to be as the city and the state's fully reopening today? Just 45 percent of folks with shots in arms? It is better than it being lower, but it's not at a level that makes me uh, particularly reassured for those who are not vaccinated. Uh, It's not clear exactly what the level of community immunity needs to be, but it's certainly higher than 45%. Is it 70 or 80 or 90? We don't really know, but we know that we're not there yet. And I think if you look sort of zip code by zip code, you know, it varies from as low as 25% to as high as 75%. And those are two very different situations to be in. What are you doing to, to try to get more people vaccinated? And what do you think overall it'll take to get more people vaccinated? I think it's really tricky. Uh, I mean, as a pediatrician, uh, vaccine hesitancy is not a foreign concept to us. This is what pediatricians do is we you know, talk with people about the risks and benefits. And I really think that it's those individual conversations and repeated conversations occasionally to share our experiences and what the risks and benefits are, which is a uh, a laborious process, but an important one to make sure that people are feeling comfortable getting their vaccines. We got a call from Ross in Edgebrook who couldn't stay on the line, but passed along this question for you, doctor. He says, now that the city is open, do healthcare offices have a different guideline with reopening? Absolutely. That's a really good question. And healthcare uh, settings do absolutely have different guidelines. The expectation is um, that we are continuing to mask in healthcare settings. And in the hospital inpatient setting, we will continue to do extra precautions as well. Let's jump to the phones now. Michael is waiting. He's calling from Oak Park. Hi, Mark. What's your question for the doctor? My brother got the vaccination and he's a diabetic. And he's also in Arkansas where they don't wear masks. Ridiculous. But anyway, he ended up getting it and he got vaccinated. And his foot's swollen up. And um, also, I think, had a couple blood clots. You know, I'm kind of gun shy about it. So that just deterred me from doing it. My question is, is there going to be another vaccine? Because I hear there's strains popping up. So will there be a new variation of the vaccine? Is my first question. Then the second part of the question is, do you have to get it like every year, like a flu shot? Thank you, Michael. So just so we're clear, you are not yet vaccinated. You're, you're on the fence. Correct. Okay. I'm on the fence. Doctor, how would you (laughs) respond to this one? So there's a couple parts to that. And one is concerns about potential sort of side effects or adverse reactions to the vaccine, which for both the Pfizer and Moderna versions, we are seeing. They tend to be fever, feeling tired, those kinds of symptoms. And they last for about 24 hours after um, the vaccine. Um, Some of the other symptoms that your um, relative had sound more associated with their diabetes. And I think, you know, we know that diabetic patients and other patients with chronic medical conditions are much more at risk for severe COVID. So, you know, vaccination is really important. The other parts of your questions are about whether we're going to need booster doses or whether we're going to need new 
uh, or revised vaccines because of all of the variants of COVID that are circulating. And the expectation is, yes, that we will probably need booster doses, but I think that we don't know yet whether that's going to be every year like we do for flu or it's going to be every 10 years like we do for tetanus. But there are definitely a lot of opportunities underway for vaccine companies looking at all the variants that are circulating. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. If you're just tuning in, we are talking with Dr. Allison Bartlett. She's a pediatric infectious disease expert at the University of Chicago Medicine. And we're talking about the latest on reopening, on vaccines, and more. A reminder, we also want to hear from you. So if you've got any questions, whether it be about masks, vaccines, anything else, give us a call at 866-915-WBEZ. That is 866-915-WBEZ. W-B-E-Z. Doctor, um, companies are now requiring their employees who are coming back to the office to get vaccinated. That's according to recent guidance from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. What do you think? Do you think employers should be offering their workers incentives? So I think that vaccination is critical to getting safely back to a new normal And the more people that we have vaccinated, the lower the rates of COVID are going to go and the less chance of more variants developing. I'm not involved in sort of the legal aspects of all of this, but whatever sort of incentives we can give to our employees, time away to go get their vaccine or a day off to let them recover if there are side effects is really important. Some health experts are also saying that the uh, reopening, that it could lead to an uptick in the flu and the cold. Is that something that we should be keeping an eye on? Yes, and we're absolutely already seeing that in our children coming into the emergency room. Uh, Haven't seen any influenza, but the respiratory syncytial virus or RSV, which causes pretty severe infection in infants, uh, we are seeing multiple cases a day in our emergency room at the University of Chicago, as well as some colds that are causing pretty severe asthma attacks. And that started, you know, a few months ago when more kids went back to in-person school and we started loosening some of the masking requirements. Well, speaking of kids, so children 12 and up, they've been eligible, as we know, for the Pfizer vaccine. It's been about a month or so now. What do we know so far, doctor, about how these vaccination efforts are going? So they seem to be going very well. There's a lot of interest in getting these kids vaccinated. And uh, most uh, places where vaccines are available are allowing kids. And now they're just about hitting that time where the 12-year-olds are fully vaccinated two weeks out from their second dose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mine are eight days out, but who's counting (laughs) from their second dose? Here's a question that we got earlier in the week, Dr. Bartlett, over email. This one came from Amy. She's wondering about the possibility of long-term side effects of the vaccine affecting kids down the road. Her question exactly was, how likely are side effects to crop up years from now in children who get the vaccine? What do you say? That's a really good question. And parents are appropriately concerned about all things related to the health of their children. There is no other vaccine that exists that has long-term side effects. So I think we start from a place where we have a lot of safety data on the long-term effects of the vaccine. And as the balancing point, there are absolutely known long-term side effects of COVID infection, right? We're seeing these long haulers that have prolonged outcomes. So vaccines long-term are very safe. All right, let's jump to the phones, doctor. We've got Alexandra waiting. I'm 
fully vaccinated, and I'm wondering if I can still get the virus from somebody who isn't and, and be asymptomatic and then pass it on to somebody else. Good question. What do you say, Doc? Abs- so absolutely. So we know that there are what we call breakthrough cases or people who get a COVID infection, even though they're fully vaccinated and their immune systems work just fine. Um, that is not at all surprising or shocking to us. We know that the vaccines are well over 90 percent effective, but not 100 percent effective. The good news is that, as you alluded to, you are likely to not have any symptoms But we also know that the amount of virus that's present in your sort of nose and throat, if you are vaccinated, is very low. So your chance of passing it on is less. Uh, But again, that speaks to the importance of the use of masks. I want to briefly touch on variants with you. We got more than 100 cases of that Delta variant, which was first identified over in India. More than 100 cases have been reported here in Illinois, at least 15 of them here in Chicago. Are you concerned? I am concerned about the Delta variant and just the variants in general. You know, viruses' job is to be smarter than us and change so that they can evade our ability to protect against them. And the more coronavirus that is out and about and circulating, the more likely these variants are to occur. And unfortunately, as we've learned in this global pandemic, right, it's not just what happens here in Chicago or in Illinois. It is what the rate of COVID is around the world, and we remain at risk. Doc, people are are starting to make summer vacation plans. That's top of mind for me right now. You know, air travel is up, as we've seen. I'd love to hear from you the safety precautions that you, you'd like folks to take in as travel continues to open up here and abroad. Yes, so I think that travel abroad is something that you need to pay attention carefully to Uh, you know, where you're going and what the rules are for international travel. Uh, For traveling here in the United States, shorter plane rides are safer than longer plane rides. Going by car where you have contact with fewer people is safer than flying through airports. Thinking about what activities you do on your vacation is really important. So anything outdoors remains safer than being indoors. Mm -hmm. You know, staying away from large crowds and things can also help keep yourself safe. Well, before we let you go, doctor, any last thoughts that you want to share with our listeners? I think that this is just it's a very exciting time uh, to be reopening and heading back to normal. But we want to make sure that we are staying safe and protecting everyone in our community and keeping our COVID rates low. Well, that is Dr. Allison Bartlett, pediatric infectious disease expert at the University of Chicago Medicine. Doctor, thank you so much for joining us today and answering our questions. My pleasure. And that's today's Reset. Keep an eye on this podcast for more great conversations. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.